Ready? Yo. Welcome aboard Beef Station as we rocket through the stars for episode 19. 19. We've made it. 19 episodes. Here we are to celebrate this very special 19th edition of Beef Station. We're discussing a bit of Predator action. Mm. Uh, <laughs> namely, Predator from the <laughs> 1980s and The Predator from oh, 2018. Boy. This is not going to be confusing at all, boy. We'll be yeah, fine. I How think are you we'll doing? Just have to talk about. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> we'll have to talk about every movie completely in isolation. So. <laughs> Ooh, we haven't done a patented names bit. I'm uh, Oscar. Yeah. Andrew. <sighs> now that that's. Right. I was actually going to pick you up on it, and then I was like, Nah, it's gone too far. We'll just move on. Yep. The audience will have to live in mystery forever. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> who are they? <laughs> okay. Tell me who they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, getting stuck into it, I guess. <laughs> getting stuck um, into. The Predator or Predator? Sorry, just... <laughs> if you could just clarify which... which predator one. is it anyway? Um, so, yeah, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> 1986. Two Predators uh, crash land in the jungle and pro. Yeah, 87. <laughs> according to all the numbers I'm looking at, which so, is one number, 1987. <laughs> so, I mean, I rewatched the original 87 Predator movie recently. We both did. We we both did. We are both <laughs> equally familiar with the 1987. We, our scheduling has been Predator. terrible, and I literally <laughs> forgot to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> we sit down to record. So I've seen it before, but I forgot like, to watch it again. Hey, so you watched you watched the Predator last night? <laughs> he goes, "What? Like, <laughs> 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 what movies are we doing?" <laughs> like, so this is going to be a a creative it's be a good one. Yeah, exactly. This will be fine. Strap I've, in. <laughs> you remember, like in high school. <laughs> When you realized that you had a quiz and you hadn't prepared for it. And so, like, you're just frantically flicking no, through the entire novel no. outside the classroom, just being like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, I know some stuff about this. I think I can wing it. It's exactly my experience. Just squeeze a layer la plage. Just squeeze a layer la plage. Oh! I was saying that to myself just before, yeah. If I fail this quiz, I'll never get to a layer la plage ever again. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little treat for our for our French speaking audience. Zero to one French speakers, <laughs> of which I am not. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Neither oh. of us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I kind of skimmed the original Predator movie. I watched it. <laughs> I wanted to go back and watch it because I think we just we just went to see the other day the new Predator movie called The Predator. The Predator. <laughs> that came out recently in 2018. And Spacey I think we both. Oh, I personally enjoyed it so much. That we thought, man, maybe we should do an episode about this. Yeah. They're very different movies. Very different movies. So this new one was very kind of fun, very mm. kind of hammy. And it almost kind of felt like they were trying to make a tribute to these dumb 80s movies in like a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, I thought. I reckon, I reckon, yeah, let, I reckon let's talk about the the original first. Okay, cool. And then we'll move on to, to what yeah. they did with that. So with that mentality in mind, I went back to watch the original Predator movie to sort of see what they were trying to have a bit of fun with. Yeah. And it really sort of almost felt like a... The the new Predator movie felt like a kind of like a, a spoof almost of oh, the yeah. original. 100%. Because the original is a lot of sort of very deadly serious, like, Dougie, you bastard, how the hell are you? And there's like a zoom in of like their biceps as they shake hands. And they shake hands which turns into an arm wrestle. To, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like the whole, something I did notice about uh, the original Predator is that there's a full orchestral score for the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Which is really weird and distracting. <laughs> like, oh, really? A lot of the movie. Like, huh. well, yeah, because it's the sort of film where you'd expect maybe 
be like, like or like atmospheric, like as they're in the jungle. But it's like a full orchestra most of the time. So music is done by Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri, no idea what he's doing. An absolute shitload of fucking movies. Yeah, right. He did Back to the Future two. Uh, uh, three. He did. <laughs> he did Predator two. So clearly, they liked what he was doing, even if you didn't. Oh, Back to the Future. Oh 3. fuck! This guy scored the original Super Mario Brothers live action movie. Oh <laughs> baby! When the Sonic movie comes out, ah. we are definitely watching that. He's just, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm gonna maybe take a day off work and go and <laughs> go watch that and like deal with the repercussions. Mario versus Sonic. All we need is the Olympic Games and things are starting Fuck, to yeah. heat up. That's a good one, boy. Thanks, boy. Um, he also scored uh, Forrest Gump. Um, oh, Judge Dredd. I've had someone at work. Who He's done a shitload of stuff. Request that we do the fucking Forest. He Cup fucking scored The Parent Trap, that original Lindsay Lohan movie. There was an original score for The Parent Trap. Yeah, apparently. Oh, I baby. think there was original score for every nineties movie. <laughs> like it didn't. It cost you forty thousand dollars. Oh, The no, Parent Trap. No, I have that to... score on vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Every every movie made in the nineties, everyone was walking around on set wearing those uh, <laughs> spy. Tech like green plastic spy yeah, sunglasses, like the welding goggles. Yeah, um, <laughs> and also no, not like the welding goggles. The ones that like had a torchlight on the side that were like big in the in the early two thousands oh, for kids. Had those. <gasps> and, Something um, I saw yeah, in the shop recently. Do you remember the Optic Wonder? The no. original Optic Wonder. I'm googling it oh, now. Oh man, I was believe this... that was my name in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I had these thick with these thick Coke bottle glasses, mate. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't walk around a street corner without being oh, called I the original Optic this. Wonder. Yeah, I think I it's owned like, little, like four or five of these. Yeah, you'll like know. Google Optic Wonder, you'll instantly know exactly what we're doing. It's like about. a plastic thing about as big as, I don't know, about as long as it's a like Coke a, can, it, about a, half as thick. Oh, it's and about it the size like, of a um, Leatherman. Yeah, and it would have like fold out binocular lenses. Yeah, with like then, so it's got four lenses on it, and they fold out kind of like a like a fucking drone. Lens, yeah, and so know? they'd be like, it's a million things. So it's like, well, no, it's a magnifying it's, it's glass if you fold out one thing. <laughs> it's a telescope if you fold out two of them. It's got a compass on it. <laughs> There's the third, and we're pushing it. Yeah, <laughs> some I, of them probably had like a ruler etched in, and they're like. That's four things. <laughs> I got my I got my brother a pocket knife recently. Optic um, wonder for his twenty first, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty cool gift. And so he's That's unfolding right, all yeah. the knives and things and having a look at it. And one of the one of the tools is like a screwdriver, and you unfold it, and it had like a little four and a half centimeter ruler etched into the side of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's the nineteenth tool. Well done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Mister Leatherman, I did it. Hey, it's all, yeah, it's the um fucking like small size knife slash fingernail scraper. It's like that counts as two. That counts as two. You can use it for two things. Yeah. It counts as two things. Well, you have like a knife where it's got a blunt end, and that's the tr- screwdriver. You're like, oh come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh. that's stupid. Call Switzerland. Get Switzerland on the phone. This is bullshit. Is this better or worse than me flexing and talking about hammers from the other week? This is worse, right? You talked about hammers. Oh man, for like a long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I glassed over. The listeners so are going like, I think yes! that answers that yes, question. Yes, he talked about hammers. <laughs> he talked about the various merits of forging. You know, let's not get into it. Um, <laughs> oh, you talked about forging steel. I remember yeah, that. That was hammers. I th- no, I want a like a ball peen mallet comparison. Come on. Oh, like no, a that's, claw grip. No, I, claw I, I, I need. A f- I told you, I need a Which few more weeks before a ball peen or a claw hammer. <laughs> I mean, on the spot answer: ball peen or claw hammer. I suppose it depends if you're going for a ball peen or claw hammer. No, no, ball peen or claw hammer. One word: claw. All right. Obviously. Great. Yes, I agree. We did it. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Are we allowed to say ball peen on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's all I say on the internet. <laughs> 
1987, <laughs> The Predator or Predator. Whichever one has Arnold in it. Predator. It's, it's just Predator. It's just Predator? Yeah. Well, because it was originally going to be a called, apparently, Hunter. And yeah. And they changed the name to The Predator. And then they changed it to Predator. Predator. Yeah. And then there's actually, there's a reference, there's a lot of references between the two films. And one of the references that I caught um, in the new Predator film called, called The Predator, came out in 2018. Yep. <laughs> um, was that they were talking about like what they're going to call this alien and they're like well it's kind of a hunter but we decided to call it the predator they're like why is that and he's like well, sounds cooler <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they yeah. put the actual name of the alien which is kind of I imagine how that conversation would have gone when they were naming the movie mm. um, something I think is a really interesting difference between the two films is that the 80s kind of era we've just watched a whole bunch of those recently um, yeah true has sizzle a lot of focus yeah good sizzle oh, hear that that's a grill, baby. There's <laughs> a lot of focus on like... Or a skillet. Or maybe like a pan. <laughs> it's like the most talented we ever were at practical effects. Because we get... Maybe. Because we get to like yeah, good, the 90s interesting point. and then the noughties where like the stories that we could tell were enhanced by computer effects. I'm thinking out loud now. I don't know whether um, we were able to tell more stories with the advent of computer effects or whether we were perhaps more talented at doing practical effects and it was just more expensive. Like um, 2001, for example, was an effort at doing a space film completely reliant on practical effects. Yeah. And then you have Interstellar that's a space film that's done with a combination of practical where, necessi- where, where they can. And There's then a solid like computer- 30 years between those and then, two films. Yeah, yeah. but and then, I only mean because they're like similar. And then like computer effects... To like enhance it where they can. Mm. So, uh, counterpoint. I guess my um, question is: Does the advent of the computer effects mean that we can tell more stories, or does it mean we can tell the same stories easier because you don't have to make a giant fucking foam rubber (laughs) like miniature or something? Here's an interesting uh, life study of that: is the Star Wars series where initially George Lucas started off all practical, basically, yeah, like models or puppets basically yeah um and then you know you see the prequel trilogy i would say trilogy. that hayden christensen is probably closer to a puppet than a model oh, he's pretty hot he can't act for shit but he's pretty hot I'd yeah go, i call him a model <laughs> i reckon he's modeled yeah well i suppose uh, that's a, i mean so like then you get the prequel trilogy and that's like all sci-fi and i think the thing is people <sighs> sci-fi Computer effects. And I think um, people... Uh, I actually think that we weren't better at doing either one. What happened was computers got way better. All of a sudden, people realized, oh, we can generate these via a program. And they went, great, let's do that because it's fucking cool. And we can do yeah. stuff that you actually can't physically do in reality. Yeah. I suppose that's what I mean. And then what, what we're seeing now is the realization that, oh, okay, so human brains are really good at picking out whether or not stuff is real. So if you don't do excellent computer-generated graphics effects, and now that we're out of the fucking early 2000s, and it, you know, yeah, it, like, we, we don't have the tolerance for fucking Spy Kids anymore, <laughs> where like... What do you mean? Isn't the Spy Kids the golden standard? Well, no, we don't tolerate espionage. <laughs> Especially and, not and the certainly appointment not with of the minors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we 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 kind of like f- realized that okay, so yeah, we can use computers to do a lot of these, but actually, it looks still a lot better if you're actually doing the thing in yeah. on camera, yeah, and then you can enhance it with VFX later in post or whatever. I feel that these movies were the 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 first um, uh, Predator, Alien, all of these yeah. uh, old school eighties Alien esque horror movies. Yeah, yeah, they all were. 
people in suits, practical effects. Like if we need you to bleed, you know, it'll be through a blood pack or whatever. If someone gets yeah. shot, we're going to have a prosthetic arm fall on the ground. Yeah. None of it's going to be sci-fi. <laughs> Fuck. Computer, none of it's going to be computer effects yeah. because it's all... Uh, we don't have the computer technology for that yet and stuff. And it doesn't get it. He's like, what are they doing about sci-fi? Sci-fact, it's right there. We did it. <laughs> Science fiction, more like sci-fact. <laughs> um, that's definitely not the first time that joke's been made. I mean, definitely not and, the first uh, time on this podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> made about three and a half seconds your, before your I joke, made it. <laughs> your joke-stealing douche. <laughs> um, so I, I think what happened was we got carried away with the ability to... Uh, use computers and our computer scientists were too preoccupied with whether or not they could and they didn't stop to think, <laughs> stop to think whether or, whether not, or they not they should, they should. Um, which is how we got Steven Spielberg's artificial intelligence so like, hold on I have a movie terrible. about that oh. yeah because um, um, then you've got you get, you get movies like the first Final Fantasy movie which was um, as you do which we studied because it was when I studied film studies and we studied film did I mention I studied film when I studied this film right on, in film studies uh <laughs> It was the first, like, really big, uh, entirely computer-generated movie that was made um, for mainstream audiences. And it was fucking expensive. It was when millions was, and millions When was it made? It was, like, 2000. It was oh, right, okay. early. Uh, maybe 99. So you are actually right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, always. But um, this movie was, like, fucking expensive. It was made in computers. And it looked like a video game cutscene because yeah. that's the technology they're now using. The to first use uh, video game cutscene. entirely computer-generated uh, movie for mainstream audiences was Metal Gear Solid 1. <laughs> Take that. Take that. <laughs> Three people in the world are going to hear that and understand that joke. Two of them are in this room. <laughs> and the third one is Callum. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, like, I think we, we just, we've now seen a movement back in that, you know, like, for instance, the recent Star Wars films, as I mentioned, yeah. um, where Rian Johnson has said, okay, back to practical effects wherever we can because the human brain interprets a puppet that looks yeah. great as real mm. rather than a computer effect that looks shitty as real. I so Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean. I suppose what I was getting at, though, is like... Because <laughs> I was about to very boldly say, 80s, the golden age of practical effects. Yeah, I don't think but they But see, because I don't know whether maybe we, practi- our skills of practical effects have gotten better and better and better since the 80s or whether perhaps they needed to be at their best in the 80s because we had all these science fiction-y kind of new stories we were telling and practical effects were the only way to do that. And then as the 90s and noughties came about, we didn't need to rely on practical effects as much. So they were like, we could build a giant fucking phone model or we could just do the computer generation for that. And so like, for example, today, there's a lot of stuff that would be a giant pain in the ass to do practically that is comparatively easier to do with with computer effects. Mm. That's a long roundabout way of getting at the fact that the Predator stuff is mostly, and I think probably entirely, all practical effects. Yeah, they used a couple of different, so like a lot of the, um, there are scenes where you're seeing the Predator's vision and it's like yeah. a heat vision thing. So they fucked around with the cameras, but yeah. not really with um, visual effects other than a, a here and there. Yeah, so I watched a little thing about that. They were talking about how, so I mean, the Predator, I imagine everyone knows about the Predator, but basically... Arnie and his sorry sort of Predator, <laughs> Predator, oh, the the oh no. yeah the nineteen eighty is that the Stephen film King Predator. it film about the clown? <laughs> Fuck! What are you talking uh, about? It <laughs> Arnie's which it are you talking about? <laughs> the um nineteen eighty seven Predator was made and apparently sort of thought of as like oh we've had so many Rambo movies Rambo's going to run out of people on Earth to attack 
like, what if Rambo's new enemy is from space? Not from Earth to attack. And so (laughs) they sort of tried to come up with this cool story about like sort of mercenaries in the jungle somewhere in South America and there's an alien hunter from another planet obviously, um, <laughs> that is hunting down well, otherwise humans. it could easily be confused and for, uh, in the 1980s, uh, uh, just a South American person. <laughs> yeah, so this alien is hunting, like, the most dangerous species, which is man. And what's the most dangerous man? A soldier. And so, like, Arnie's team are like... The president? <laughs> it's like five or six of, like, the buffest, strongest, soldieriest looking 80s oh, yeah. dudes you've ever seen yep. with, like, biceps bigger than your head. This is Vietnam War shit, too. It looks, it's, it's, they look yeah. fucking amazing. Yep. There's literally, like we said before, there's like a, there's like a close up of their bicep. There's lots of, like, greased up, muscly dudes. They've type got back. a shirt off for most of the movie. Yeah. Just because, um, like, all their hard work needed to be recognized. And apparently, yeah. like, they were, the, the actors themselves were actually working out, like, a shit ton. Yeah. Like, they got up... They I had, like, 17-hour days. Yeah. yeah. So they were, like, filming for, like, 12 hours a day or whatever it is in the jungle doing all this shit covered in mud and that. Mm. But in the morning, they'd get up at 5.30 to do an hour of running and then an hour of weightlifting and they'd do their shoot and then do another two hours of that same thing in the evening. They're jacked to the tits, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so they're in the jungle for some other mission other sort of military related mission they're rescuing hostages or something and they get embroiled they get like covert intel back from a captured hostage or whatever the damn Russians have stolen this thing again type shit and then they get embroiled in this sort of ambush by this alien that's hunting them I mean, they don't immediately realize it's an alien they're getting ambushed by. Yeah, I mean, I think they originally think they're being ambushed by the local gorillas. 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 Gorillas are not the animals. <laughs> Man, I was told they were getting ambushed by gorillas, and I was Fuck, this would be a better movie I was if waiting, they were ambushed by gorillas. I was waiting for Angry <laughs> oh, Monkeys and Jane apes. Goodall swinging in on a vine for nice. the first hour of the movie. Um, <laughs> um, long roundabout way of the saying. The real planet of the apes is Earth. If you haven't seen it, the Predator looks oh, that's fucked. That's true. But, yeah, but for the first hour and a half of <laughs> but the first hour and a half of the movie, it's like invisible and it's sort of concealed by this sort of it's like a shimmery, shimmery it invisibility, like invisibility cloak, cloak from, from Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And Fuck. <laughs> we spent too much time together. Uh. <laughs> and then its vision, when you see through its point of view, is through this heat vision. The way they achieve that couldn't be done through any computer shit. They literally had to get out like a thermal camera. Yep. And they were there in the jungle with their thermal camera and realized that the human bodies the were hot. quite hot jungle. Yeah, the human bodies were hot, sure, but so was all the surrounding plants and ground and everything also hot. And so they apparently tried like dousing all the surrounding environment with ice water. Yeah. Which sounds like it would have been more expensive than you'd think to transport so ice water into the They're middle of the jungle. They're in the middle of the jungle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, do you drive a fucking tanker I mean, in with maybe it's, maybe it's ice water in like, it? The hotel is always slightly out of frame. <laughs> no, I think these guys were actually kind of in the fucking jungle. Yeah. Well, so, in the jungle, yeah, but somehow also near a gym and a one-hour-long um, running track. Well, so, often know. with these kind of things, when uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I would guess that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Often in these sorts of movies, they just set up all that shit off like in, in a portable setup. Mm. You know, so they say like, okay, here's the gym because you guys are all fuckwits oh, and man. you need that. As someone who and spends then, their like, entire working life in a portable setup, I can Yeah, you can <laughs> just really sympathize exactly. yeah. with how they're feeling. Um but yeah, and so this thermal effect 
they worked out, well, fuck, we, we can't use any of the thermal footage because you can't actually see the bodies and that's the whole point. And so they sort of got like a like a, an elaborate series of sort of glass lenses and mirrors and shit so that two cameras point down one lens. Yeah, and which so they is could insane. Then, yeah, and so then they could like then combine... Spoiler. Yeah, exactly. And so then they could then combine the shot from the thermal imaging camera from the bodies and then the normal kind of camera and turn it blue or whatever for the rest of the environment. And because they were using a single and lens the, Or whatever is why it's amazing because they did all this without <laughs> computers. Like, yeah. the sort of shit where like you watch old... You... I watch old in old sort of... Uh, footage of like how they used to doctor photos back in the day and yeah, you literally yeah, have yeah. to get your negative and cut it up with scissors and glue the negatives together or like use a needle to scratch out part of the actual film mm. to create little effects on it that kind of shit yeah and they, it, it, it meant that like if you under or overexposed one of the two cameras that you were using the whole shot was fucked because it all went through the same lens and it was all film so you had to do it all again yeah so you'd have to like <laughs> unblow up that jungle and <laughs> <laughs> like the bridge for the good the bad and yeah the exactly yeah. yeah um Amazing sort of practical effects. And yeah. so the creature itself is this whole creation of sort of foam and latex and all sorts of unusual shit. Like we were watching this other film the other day where like a lot of the slime and stuff is like mayonnaise or strawberry jam Bosses or like next week. Exactly. Or all sorts of weird materials where it's clearly just some dude that's passionate about making these creepy monster things fucking around at home for nine hours yeah. and works out that this one brand of peanut butter makes the best looking fake toenails or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all this weird shit. So I think that's the most impressive part about any of these 80s movies is watching it being like, they didn't have any computers. Like when this is yeah. laser pattern targeting thing, they had to work out how to do that. Mm. They had to like build this shit, like the mask for the predator that moves with the jowls and shit. They had to actually build that yeah, so and it's have wires and puppetry, and yeah. hydraulic type and shit moves, on it. Yeah. Yeah, and like I gotta say, so uh, another interesting thing, which was in the in the video that we were talking about earlier, mm. um, it's called like seven things you probably didn't know about Predator yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> One of those like if you're garbage because we're not covering of all the internet of it, so. type videos. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm, welcome to 1987's The Predator. Yeah. First thing you might not know. This week we're gonna look at <laughs> that was exactly what it sounded like. Um, but. <laughs> we're, we're making that content good, so like you if should you come to the Beef Station Pod. Join us soon. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, yeah, the, apparently they uh initially had this concept design for the 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 the, the pre predator. Now we're good for, but it's not the predator because <laughs> that's that's 2018 directed by Shane Black. <laughs> The original design for the alien was um oh god no not Ripley Scott's alien. <laughs> Um, the original design for the Predator was like this. The fuck extraterrestrial organism. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, the original concept was this fucked prawn lobster red costume thing. <laughs> well, it was like a prawn, a lobster, and a fly. <laughs> All the costumes were red because that was like their green screen way of doing yeah, the yeah, cloaking yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah. it looked ridiculous. It looked so fucking stupid. Yeah. And so, like, um, they. Uh, basically finished all of the stuff that didn't involve shots of the predator yeah. and then actually just like totally hired, ran out of hired new people and <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like redesigned the entire alien and um the guy whose name I can't remember that was responsible for the design of the what we now know as predator um, was sitting next to James Cameron Stan on this Winston. flight. Stan Winston. So Stan, Stan Winston was sitting next to James Cameron Who had worked Cameron with on Arnie on Terminator. He does, does that sort of shit. Yeah, cool. Him. Right. Um, also really good practical effects sci-fi films. Mm. Um, yeah, you haven't that's seen the original I mean. one no, I haven't. No, it's, it's that's like a golden really age good. of practical effects. We should definitely effects. watch Terminator 1 and 2. Those are great. 
Um, so he was sitting next to James Cameron, and James Cameron was like, give her mandibles. And he was like, yeah, all right. And I think it's interesting because I remember walking through... Um, like model and like comic book shops as a kid yeah. and seeing this thing's face and it was Predator and it looked incredibly distinctive. It's stuck in and my head. the best head. bit about it, the mandibles. The rest of it, total waste of time. Amateurish work. With well, the I mandibles, mean, James Cameron, you get all the credit. It's, <laughs> it's like clearly... Uh, it's it's clearly preying on that like uncanny valley humanoid looking thing. Yeah. But the way, just I don't know something about it. The way that it's coloured kind of like an insect, but it's got human <laughs> eyes. It's that, fucking that video compared the predator and its fucked look to Rastafarians way too much to make me comfortable. <laughs> I missed that bit. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's got dreadlocks. All the dreads so, and yeah, shit. Fuck, that's not a great. <sighs> but I think they're revealing a few of their political views in that one. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh. It's good that they stopped and reassessed and redesigned yeah. it because it they ended up with um after Stan Winston's work like some of the most or one of the most distinctive looking creatures that's ever Absolutely. been in any it's, it's sci-fi iconic. novel that, ever. That scene at the end novel. where he's like you're Sorry. an ugly motherfucker. Yeah. Um <laughs> patented beef station Arnie impersonator coming in. <laughs> oh, Arnie. And there he thanks, goes. Thanks thanks for dropping by Arnie. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, no, really, it's fine. Amazing, we only, yeah, we only paid you for that Seriously, one line. get out of here, mate. <laughs> Never uh, do that again. <laughs> hello, police. He won't leave. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the most iconic scenes in cinema history is that that shot. Yeah, there's a few, like, I mean, there's, there's um, we sometimes cover movies that have, like, a shitload of one-liners in them, and this is one of them. This is one That's of them. Like, there's a lot get of, like, to the chopper. Oh, yeah. the get to the chopper yeah. thing is so good. It's so satisfying. Ain't got time to bleed. Get to the chopper! Ain't got time to bleed is one of my favorite. And the, if it bleeds, lines. if it bleeds, if it bleeds we, can we can kill, kill it. it. That's right. Fuck. Oh, There's so this many. This is one of, of those ones. movies where you watch it the whole way through and you're like, yes. it's like this is dumb and stupid. This is so. But here's dumb the thing: it doesn't really feel great. dumb and stupid. It feels it, it, when I'm watching the Predator, it feels it feels dumb and stupid. You mean you mean? <laughs> but Predator. like, it feels like I'm laughing. Yeah, the '87, the '80s one. It feels like I'm laughing at it. Not with it, yeah. But I think it kind of like, feels like I'm enjoying it ironically a little bit. Like because you, you were get born these, in whenever you were. Yeah, like you, you get yeah. these muscle bound bros be like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. And you can imagine some it dude is ridiculous. In, some dude in the eighties drinking his Bud Light and being like, this is the best line ever. Yeah. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Fuck yeah. Um, Hell yeah, dude. Soldiers are manly. Yeah. So, but now we're like, ha ha. Yeah. Um, like this masculinity is fucked, eh? <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, loads so, of loads of classic Arnie one. To like finish he kicks off, kicks the... down the door and goes knock knock. <laughs> or, like throws a knife into some dude's chest and goes stick around. Oh yeah, <laughs> so so many, which doesn't even really make sense unless you like realize that getting stuck is like a terminology. Sorry, sticks for... him with a big knife and pins him to a wall. How's that? Oh, okay, because getting stuck is getting stabbed. Like if yeah, he so. stuck me, stick around. Yeah. Also, I mean, gets, it doesn't really work. He gets stuck with a knife and dies, and so he's therefore stationary, so to some degree. No, he's pinned to a wall. So I mean, I, I might have made up move. the pin, pin to the wall thing to sort of stand up for my buddy. Oh. Me. I don't. I, I honestly well, don't Yeah, remember. I've got some real problems what? with that. But. Spatial positioning. That, yeah. So, like, to, to, yeah, to, I guess, tie up the um, the general plot of Predator. So <laughs> Strap like, in! Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> um, what it becomes is quite a good... Um, uh, not like a horror movie, but like a one of those movies, like a survival movie. I was really survival surprised action. by how slow paced it was. It's and really kind of how slow suspenseful paced. it was because yeah. it's kind of people getting picked off one by one. Yeah, who like kind of go crazy and go to look for the thing. Yeah, exactly. And so, like most of the film is like really slow, and there's very, very few moments of like high 
action, high intensity type stuff. Mostly because I suppose the 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 predator is so efficient that if the predator actually finds you, you're dead. And so there's really a lot of scenes where it's just people sort of lying still and like watching this laser sort of scan on the ground or whatever. Yeah, and you see them like um, looking at the jungle line, trying to just be like, "Can I fucking see anything?" Because yeah. at a point in the movie, they become aware that they're being hunted by something that's not human that can camouflage itself almost invisibly. And so they realize that they need to be on the lookout for something that they can't really see unless they're incredibly still and they are being very careful. And then they also realize that like it moves through the trees. So instead of watching the ground, like you would, if you were looking for a human, you start watching the tree line. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's real, it's real slow this, burn. And there's a lot of times stops you and makes you watch the film differently as well. Cause you're kind of scanning the trees and shit. Maybe not. I don't yeah, know. No, I think it probably would have, especially if people were trying to spot whether or not they could have. Whereas now it looks like it looks clowny yeah. now. Yeah. Um, cause it's obviously just like that heat shimmer style of yeah. thing that they've put over the top of it. But, but that's another um, thing where they would have had to do that all practically. So like the suit that, the alien dude actor wears is kind of red it's just like a red morph suit kind of thing and then because red is the only color that you don't actually get in like this jungle movie that they've been filming that's the one color they can kind of isolate and put like some sort of analog optical filter over and then copy the film some i see i, don't, I have no understanding of how that actually works which i think is what makes it so amazing i like, don't think with they, they did effects, have some special effects they had at least optical effects and i think they yeah, used but there's ways that you can do treatment it. on the film yeah, maybe. And that kind of thing without actually using computer. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Apparently, the, the red was removed using chroma key techniques. Yeah, right. So that's yeah, that's like which is old visual, school v- VFX post production stuff. Yeah, analog version of green screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not computers. They they had like chroma key. Chroma key, I think, was how they used to do like uh, opening credit texts over like TV episodes back in like the sixties and seventies type shit. Like it's, yeah, right. It's like a super old school way of doing like video editing. Really interesting and really cool, which I think is one of the most one of the best surviving bits about these '80s films, especially after having watched a whole bunch recently. This is amazing. I'm reading through the Chroma Key Wikipedia article, and I actually can't find how no, well, they actually. Do you do want to do that on your own time, there, champ? Because we're kind of. I do want to do it on my own here. time. Um, <laughs> I think it would be interesting like, for people I to kind know. Of, I kind of ran out of stuff to say, and you were still just browsing through Wikipedia, <laughs> like, all right, well, I kind of can't really talk about Chroma Key anymore. Do you, do you know how World understand. War One started? <laughs> um, the blueprint for Armageddon. Welcome to Dan Carlin's hardcore history. Uh, that's kind of lost them. Yeah, I've never watched that. Well, yeah, so, so like the, the the rest of the movie is kind of them moving through the jungle, slowly getting picked off, and of course, like Arnie being Arnie, he's the last one remaining. The finale is one of the coolest bits of is one of the coolest bits in any action. Yeah, and he it's, realizes that so like he rolls down a hill at one point and gets covered in mud, and the thing walks past him, even though he's like clearly right there. And so that's the first time he finds out that it sort of only sees in heat. Yeah, and so he realizes like, oh, I can use the mud to cool myself. And so you, <laughs> and so you get like 10 minutes of Arnie like fucking prepping and setting up all his traps. Which is like... Crawl, I running like, around covered in mud. I feel it's like so even these cool. days for shitty action movies, like they wouldn't give that time to the screen. The studio would just be like, why yeah. are you spending so much time just having... It's a long mud time. Next, it's, yeah. You watch him prepare and you realize like, oh, this is a... It, what it does is the, the pacing of this film lends emotional credibility to the to the process of the characters experiencing it. Yeah. It, it, it gives you that suspense that like, when the fuck are we going to die then? Yeah. 
like experience that that really uh, I feel like a lot of action movies kind of it's it's lost on them these days because they need to be like you know like the latest Mission Impossible was good because of what it was doing yeah but it didn't give time for people to experience the consequences of what was happening to them and often a lot of action movies don't it's just like yeah exactly it's like right what's the next stunt what's the next stunt what's the next stunt and they don't really like focus on how much this actually affects people as fucking human beings whereas these guys kind of go insane slowly it's yeah. almost and like so it's that it's kind of it's like a, a therapeutic kind of thing now-ish. for him to be like get his own back yeah it is yeah, actually it, it's, yeah. it's very like Vietnam War like these guys are being tortured yeah. mentally they're fucking fact, going insane there were lots of fucking great shots because I think most of the movies are placed during the day kind of thing and then the yeah. nighttime shots are the bit of him where Arnie's like holding up a fire torch covered in mud being like oh it definitely is like that Marlon Brando at the end of Apocalypse Now kind of thing yeah yeah I hadn't really thought of that comparison before, but that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's um no, it it, it is it is a really cool finale. Um, he yeah, I mean you you slowly the predator gets characterized through the finale. Um, and I guess a little bit. Yeah. We move on to move on to the next. Well, you one don't really get much of, of the predator at all. You the really predator don't. never speaks. The predator like uh, it, it laughs. Yeah, right. So that's the weirdest bit of the movie. To round it out is <laughs> right at the end, like Arnie has like finally caught the predator and is about to deliver like the finishing blow, and the predator goes like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's clearly and then activates a human man. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the predator goes like, yeah. you got to put that in post, man, because people. Think we're fucking around. It's so and stupid. It's clearly a human laugh. You ready? Here it is. Here's the actual laugh from the predator. <laughs> right, so that's it. So stupid. That plays man. at the end, and then the predator um, activates like his self-destruct mechanism, and then goes like full, full mushroom cloud. Yeah, Arnie like dives under the shit. world's most explosive resistant log, <laughs> and like a fucking mushroom cloud like blows up a third yeah. of South America, and yeah. he's just like, whew. Good what one. That? <laughs> so um so yeah, that's how that ends. Yeah. Um, which I mean I feel like we've I mean that's not really spoilers. I feel like it's mostly an experience. Oh, if you haven't seen it. This no is a movie okay, this movie has like as a piece of history, this movie's got a forty five on Metacritic and is one of the most <laughs> well known films in the fucking world. Yeah. And like in a rare deviation from my normal I feel like, like any movie that let's assess the quality of it. Yeah. Like it's just well, it's a it's a it does have a piece in action yeah. film history. Well, I feel like any movie that was made before the internet was invented doesn't really have any place in Metacritic because the sorts of people that are sort of doing retrospective scored reviews of The Predator in 2013 are the sorts of people that could be like, you know what? I don't think it was that good. I don't even Four know if that's what it was based, but like, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no like, one, absolutely, the no point one is, is combing old fucking Rolling Stone magazines from yeah. the 1980s to find what number they gave the film. You're absolutely wrong about that. <laughs> People are doing that. Yeah, I had a fight but, with the internet to reinstate the Wikipedia page of my favorite podcast back in 2012. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and there are people out there who are equally as time rich and uh, activity poor as you are. So not sure um, what you mean, but go on. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> so the uh, yeah, I guess like the, the 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 bottom line is it's not great by today's standards, but also mm. it's not bad. And, yeah. um, and it's, uh, it does hold a real influential place in, in like cinematic, at least Western action cinematic history. Yeah. So, 
um, yeah, really good. I, I would recommend going and watching it. it. But it's kind of tough to spoil because it's like yeah, it's an it, Arnie it's, movie. It's Predator. Like yeah. you fucking know about it. It feels already. a bit cheesy. Yeah, I think I was kind of. Oh, it's really cheesy. Yeah, I, I feel like I enjoyed it, but I sort of pushed myself to watch it because I had just watched this new one. And I want a bit of context. For yeah, the old yeah, one. yeah. Like I don't think that's probably necessarily a must watch. If, if we had to do a no, a, if we had to do a put it on in the then, background. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you got a, a ready uh, a, an at hand comparison for a bit of better than worse than on the original Predator? Ooh. See, I okay. kind of feel like in terms of Arnie movies, I imagine not having seen it, that it's probably worse than the Terminator. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not as good as Terminator. But Terminator's weird because Terminator's a good movie now. Like, yeah. especially Terminator 2. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, like, it's what's a, it's better than... What's another shitty, like, fucking what? action movie? Better than E.T. <laughs> Fuck E.T. E.T.'s not an action movie. That's like a family movie with some gags yeah, about Yeah, and it came out later, I guess. Okay. Um, I don't really know many movies around this time. I think Predator is the Certainly baseline. Not it's not better okay, than anything. Right, so, um, but I guess similar to... Um, Alien, Alien, actually. But Alien's Alien. much better. I think Alien Ridley is Scott a is a, a better director than than this guy. I'm kind of with Metacritic. This is, this is way more like Die Hard. This is yeah, like no, actually, this isn't yeah. this isn't really this was a We have a lot of movies that this is definitely worse than This was not a sci-fi movie that happened to have an alien in it. Is is the best way to compare this. So this was like yeah, this was Die Hard. This was um, defi- In fact, this guy did Die Hard. What? He did uh, the the director. Um, <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, John McTiernan was the director of the original Die Hard. Oh fuck. Well, so there you go. 1987 Predator came out, 1988 Die Hard and then 1990 like, How about we do that but without the Predator? What hunt, do you mean? Hunt for Red October. What's so, only going to do in the jungle if there's no Predator? Yeah, he just saves the hostages. Just you know, go home. Die Hard isn't in the in the jungle. So like but I know. <laughs> uh, of of course, of course, but my point is like it's a different setting, it's a different theme, it's a different idea, but it feels very it's similar. Like one jacked guy yeah, taking fighting on the world. against a lot of like yeah, yeah exactly. Um so Have I you think seen Die Hard? Yeah. Die Hard's fucking great. Yeah, it's good. I watched and, it for the first time like this recently. guy's a good action director. He's a yeah. really John McTernan is a really good action director. Um, but this doesn't feel like... Well, yeah, as, as we all know, he's directed The Predator and Die Hard. Mm, but this doesn't feel predator. like... He's an... directed Predator. I don't <laughs> want to mislead you. He hasn't directed The Predator. No, we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think like in terms of a better than, worse than thing, it's uh, better than Predator 2. Okay. Let's go with that, because okay. apparently that movie was a piece of shit. <laughs> apparently. Um, Probably better than Alien versus Predator as well. Worse um, than its contemporaries like Alien, Terminator. Worse than Alien, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, okay. I'm, I mean, I feel like when I watched Die Hard, I would have compared them similarly. Nah, it's very but good. It, okay, Die if it's a better good. movie, it's a better movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so one of the key members of the crew in the original Die Hard movie, uh, called Shane Black. No, Shane, whose Black. name was. Hawkins in the original. So Hawkins in the original right. crew, played Sorry, by played by Shane Black. Right, yeah, but that's not what you. the character's name is. I thought you meant like the crew of the movie. No, anyway. no, 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 no. The crew isn't actors. They're explicitly not actors. <laughs> Shane Black played Hawkins, and Shane Black is the director of The Predator, the 2018 film. Fun fact about Shane Black and why he got cast in the original. Yeah, movie. directed Did you the, know this? the Predator <laughs> in 2018, which yeah, he was which, also that's in. That's why he was cast Predator. in the original 80s one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. So he wrote <laughs> Lethal Weapon, which yeah, was he's a good script a, writer a hugely acclaimed movies. movie at the time. And that script was kind of doing the rounds. I don't, I don't, I don't know enough to know if the movie had already come out. But needless to say, the movie was very well regarded. Yeah. And this script had kind of been sort of 
looked over by a couple people. And I, I don't know whether they were particularly happy with it. It was kind of like a draft script, uh, the original Predator script. Yeah. And so they were like, well, Shane Black's a great director. Uh, a great writer. writer. Shane, Shane Black's a great writer. Yeah. Why don't we just ask him to sort of do some touch-ups on the script? And they asked Shane, and he was like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, get fucked. And so, <laughs> but he was also like an actor, like an like a up-and-coming actor. And so, they was like, oh, Shane, how about you... Uh, do you want to go to Mexico and uh, have a little part in the movie? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he gets down no, to no, Mexico. No, man. Other than the bits that you got to read, you don't have to worry about the script at all. Yeah. And so, then they get down. Don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about they it. They asked him to sort of, now that you're down to Mexico, how about you... Uh, have a little look at the script. And he goes, absolutely not. I already said I'm not doing that. <laughs> apparently, that's why his character's the first to die. Oh, because they're like, fuck you then. Yeah, I don't know how much truth there is to that. But like, yeah. Probably a fair bit. I think the movies weren't great in the 80s. He was definitely cast because he was a famously good writer yeah, and they wanted writer. him to touch up the script. Yeah. And um, Shane Black has the interview who's saying like, yeah, they're asking fucking everyone to touch up the script. Like they they, just, oh, like, right. they had like seven fucking teams of writers looking at the script and they just chose it. They just shot with their original draft. Like, so I don't know who's that's telling right, the right yeah. story, but like, that's why he was in the original. So it's kind of cool that he's then brought back to shoot this sort of not it's it's like a sequel it's a sequel it is it's not really related to any of the others it is a sequel but i guess like the interesting thing about the predator and why i would say that like if you it in any way enjoy either those kind of original 80s action movies or having a go at those original 80s action movies go see the predator because it it definitely is shane black indulging the modern viewer's perspective of 80s movies, 80s action movies, it's where there's so dumb shit that cheek. happens and they don't even bother to try and question that the shit is dumb. Yeah. So, like, here's a perfect example of like a, a tongue in cheek reference to the original. So, in the original, one of the commandos gets his arm shot off by the predator and the arm continues. The, the disembodied arm continues to pull the trigger on this sh- this machine gun that sort of fires at random into the jungle. Yeah. In this new one, the predator uh, alien is like hiding in the back of a jeep full of military dudes. He kills all the military dudes as their buddy is still driving the jeep, and he sort of goes, "Is it uh, everything all right back there?" Predator grabs a disembodied arm. Like configures fucks it, with the tendons fucks or something. with the fingers until it's in the shape of a thumbs up and sticks the disembodied arm through the front window with a thumbs up. Which implies <laughs> that that this alien being understands the human signal for everything's okay yeah. is a thumbs up sign. Yeah. Like it's so stupid. Wacky man. shit like that. So um, going through, uh, give it, let's give a little bit of an overview of the plot of the new Predator because as you yeah. said, it is a sequel. In the same way as the plot it doesn't does... really matter in the old one. I don't oh, think the plot yeah. really we'll just cover it briefly. Yeah. But it's like, basically... Um, a predator ship again crash lands on Earth. Again, yeah. there are army dudes. It crash lands and kills all the army dudes bar one. Yeah. And this guy just scraped, like the captain of this little squad, the sort of modern day Arnie kind of guy, just scrapes out of this situation Who with, is, his, um, with his life. Boyd Holbrook, by I've the way. I've never really seen him before. Um, he's, in in, he's in a bunch of shit that I've seen. And actually, he's a pretty good actor, I feel. Yeah, I didn't um, mind him in it. He was in Logan as the bad dude. He's. It's interesting because he gets. He either gets cast as the good military guy or the bad military guy. <laughs> he's like definitely <laughs> one of those. He looks like, like a military guy. He reminded me of the guy that was. Um, uh, who's the dude that plays the army dude in the original Transformers movie? It's a similar deal where like yeah, okay. it feels like he just always gets cast as military just he looks dudes. Like guy. Yeah, yeah. So this guy just scrapes out with his life, and he has stolen off of the corpse of the predator its mask and like gauntlet. Oh, he's in Narcos. Thing. He's the he's the um I the white Narcos, detective. Sure. The, the, he's okay. really really he's really good. really okay, really great. good. In it. He okay. plays Steve Murphy. But I didn't mate. mind him in this. 
Um, he's uh, go watch Narcos. <laughs> it's much better than this. He he steals out of the sort of wrecked ship of the the predator ship its mask and gauntlet. Yeah, and then mails it back home. And it's like a way to just, just fucking keep it safe. And then the movie is kind of about the army that then captures. As if it didn't get like fucking inspected yeah. by US customs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the army then sort of capture the wounded body of this predator, bring it back to their military base. It breaks out and runs free. They've got it in their, their best the pl- restraints available, folks. Three They're bits of little rope. Six cable ties <laughs> and some twine. <laughs> and like, this thing breaks free. pinky promise? As if it were yeah. butter. Like yeah. it's, and then so this God. thing this thing breaks free and runs loose. A second, I, I a really second predator comes out of nowhere and runs loose. And that's the movie. Is them trying to track down these predators. Yeah, and the second predator is different. And, yeah. and at some point they allude to... In them fighting or something. And well, they, they allude to the idea that there's some genetic... I think they even allude to like fucking Alien versus Predator where... Um, they want to find out like there's this one has more human traits and they want to find out if someone boned a predator <laughs> which I think was the maybe something to do with predator 2 well I think that the, what they end up talking about they sort of flesh out the universe a bit which I think is really, the, is really the, cool. the predator from the original movie and the first one the crash lands in this one is a smaller human-ish sized normal one seven fucking feet but yeah yeah but the second one that lands is like 10 foot tall and much Huge, bigger yeah. and clearly a bit different and so they talk about in this new movie about how someone sort of does a genetic analysis on the sample from the predator it's like oh of course there's all sorts of different genetics in this and one of them's human it, there's a lot of like of course this is what happens and there's like this pseudoscience that comes out of nowhere yeah like how the fuck could you possibly figure that out because this guy's like told me because exactly. i read its dna this guy's like i figured it out it's traveling planet to planet finding the strongest species on each planet and sampling and it hunting it sampling its genetics and yeah. absorbing them and getting their powers and then altering its own dna for the better they like the right, yeah so the fine. The, 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 fine. the idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the idea is that yeah exactly they like use they go to a a planet and they find the most dominant species and they pull out the best traits of the most dominant species and they better their own species with that DNA and so they work out that these new predators that are sort of invading the earth now are kind of trying to do that yeah and, and the like... first one that landed was like from the original brood or some know. shit I, I guess know. and it's not really explained it's not really very clear. and he's trying to warn people because he brings and I didn't a... even see what the warning was like what did you bring no we you tried to fucking kill them. You left your weapon behind because you were almost dead. Yeah, they didn't bring shit. It's, it's not half of the super plot, clear. Half of the plot doesn't really make sense. I'll go. I'll go straight into this movie saying like this was one of the few films where it totally enabled me to completely suspend my disbelief and yeah. just fucking watch the movie. Yeah, like there's there's literally a scene where two scientists are excitedly explaining to the protagonist about whatever si- technical process it is, and they literally interrupt each other's sentences to finish each other's sentences for two minutes to explain this one monologue that some guy clearly wrote and was like, all right, you say that sentence, you say that sentence. Yeah. You say half of that sentence, oh, you God. say half of that sentence. Yep. Like, we're like, no one would have... Oh. And it's directed... I think like you have to give a lot of credence to Shane Black because yeah. he was on the original movie. He was a, He's a script writer. This movie- I think he's very well recognized that the people that are watching this movie are the people that watched the original ones. They now live in 2018 (laughs) and that you can't... Very presumptuous of you. And that you can't give the same benefit of doubt to those movies anymore. People are very skeptical now. And so what he's gone in with this, to this movie with this attitude of is... Well, I don't, I'm not going to try and combat your skepticism. I'm just going to let you enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm going to acknowledge that that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So which like, is really good because it comes across, as you mentioned earlier, as really, a bit of a satire. Really and hammy a, and kind of dumb and it's trashy. Across, I would describe this as... also good. 
There it's, are self-aware it's good. moments it's enjoyable. where you're like, fuck, they can't have done that accidentally. No, they did it. They didn't. They definitely It's kind of like the new Mission Impossible movie is a deliberate and conscious attempt to make a fantastic, serious action movie. Yeah. And then this movie is a... They could pro- they could have tried to make a serious Predator movie. It would have been terrible. And this isn't It would have been is, abysmal. This is so and clearly this is not that. A, an attempt to sort of have fun with it. Yeah, mad props to Shane Black for recognising that something serious yeah. would not have worked. Yeah. Because it would have very easily been a, a rebooted spiritual sequel kind of like... Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All of those shitty sequels to 80s action movies that you can think of. Yeah. And and they're, they're all terrible. This one is actually pretty good yeah. because it has those moments of ridiculousness and self-awareness that just yeah. it lend it real credibility. And I thought it was good. So I feel like some of the some of the writing in this movie is the sort of stuff where you sort of have to get past it because it's not the point, you know? Yeah. yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel it feels like often that's not the sort of thing you want to do, you specifically. But mm. I mean, like, um, with this movie, I for example... I having doing nor bad writing. Yeah. Well, for, for example, in this movie, the, 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 the squad of six dudes after this one guy has all his men killed and he steals his equipment and goes home he, oh which involves fucking Peel from Key and Peel yeah yeah, yeah. comedy so, group yeah so this this sniper guy who's like the head of this squad and all his dudes are killed and he sends the equipment home um, he sort of the army or something no, are key. trying to it's key yeah. from Campbell. Yeah. the army or something are trying to cover up the fact that he saw a real alien and so he is sent off on this sort of bus that's on its way to like the loony bin type thing. Where they like lock up unstable military personnel. Yeah. And so there's then this introduction on the bus to this cast of crazy characters. Where they literally where so just he, go around in a circle being like, hi, I'm the sniper dude. And like, yeah. hi, I'm the explosives expert. Yeah. <laughs> and so there are like six dudes and he's the last guy to get on the bus. And they're like, all right, now off we go to the loony bin. But all the characters just seem so airbrushed and broad strokes yeah, and like absolutely. not very fleshed out to the point where they're kind of just like alright everyone has one trait and that's your thing like the main sort of antagonist is just this guy who eats mints and his thing is that he eats like breath mints yep. which is fucking weird and so he's always just like I don't know sinisterly so chewing on breath mints one, one and then in the point. bus as well it's like oh that guy has Tourette's and that guy tells jokes all the time yeah, and this that guy's socially weirdly... awkward with women remind and... me to get back to <laughs> remind me to get yeah. back to the mints points because that, that, that uh, I had a listener bring up an interesting thing I want to I want to talk about it um, yeah right the um, this movie had a, a a really interesting approach to mental health where like so the um the main soldier dude whatever the fuck his fucking name is who cares the main, uh, the main soldier guy whatever only 2.0 the, yeah exactly the main soldier guy's um son yeah. has uh assumedly autism spectrum disorder like he's a he's one of those kids that where like they I spend like five minutes having him reset chess boards in the ugh, fucking first just 10 to show how movie. he's like the little just rain show, man. Like, yeah, exactly. I he's fucking like, hate and then he sold the alien. precocious little child genius trope. Yeah, it was it but was every, shitty, and yeah. this kid wasn't a good actor, and it doesn't yeah. really give him much screen time. And every sure. character in this film was like a trope. Yeah, and exactly. I feel like that was probably just shorthand to get to the jokes and to get to the yeah. the cheesy yeah. action. It's like all right, yes, we get we get it. Like get past it. These are all the characters. This is the yeah. squad of six that echoes the original squad of six in the Predator movie. Like, okay, we're done, right? Yeah, now, yeah. cool. We get to watch the yeah. Predator film. So, um, it, it had a really interesting approach because, yeah, it also tackled someone who has Tourette's, but I don't feel like it did a good job of representing I that. I feel like largely, if you were trying to analyze this film seriously and you were trying to get it seriously, you give it a really shitty review. Because, um, like, yeah. there's literally, like, all the jokes that Tourette's guy has is he's literally like, Fuck you, I want to, I want to, I want to lick your pussy, lick your, all that sort of, cr- 
all that sort of crude yeah. shit where you're like, how funny would it be if we just have a guy that's like a I penis? know people with Tourette's and they don't act like that. No, you know, it's it's, it's, it's yeah, fucking it's silly. literally like how funny would it be if this guy just swears whenever he wants and just says pussy. And yeah, it's like and someone someone who has like the understanding that no one who's ever actually read into Tourette's like yeah. has about what Tourette's disease so actually is. I think you literally have Tourette's, to view it through the lens of this is all tongue in cheek. Yeah, and this is all making fun of the eighties. But is there, I don't bit, know how far that you're allowed to. Stretch yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like, well, then just don't give him Tourette's if you're not yeah. willing to look in anyway. Yeah. But the bottom line of it is, and the weird attitude that it has, and this is getting into spoiler section, yeah, yeah. so we're going to spoil it from now on. Stop listening if you don't want to. So, great. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. the The bottom line of this 2018 Predator is that this kid, Rory McKenna, this child with autism spectrum disorder actually is the next step in human evolution and has the superior genetic code Which because is, his brain works better. It was literally like, and like him saying like Asperger's isn't a disability, it's a superpower. Well, uh, he yeah, can reset it, it's he weird can reset chess pieces and no one else can this kid isn't shown to be doing anything very remarkable at all. His, it's like he figured out this computer program because he doesn't have any responsibilities. He had a week alone with it and he can reset chess boards and so that's why yeah. the alien wants to kill everyone except him. As a fucking like, student fine. of psychology, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just quickly have my like minute long rant on this. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I understand how there are benefits to people with autism spectrum disorder <laughs> and there have been those kind of Rain Man figures where they can understand numbers and whatever in, yeah. a, in an incredibly beneficial way. But you know what else is really beneficial to humans? Social interaction capability. <laughs> because being in a group is pretty great. And so like this kid being like the ultimate individual because he can interpret a fucking pattern doesn't yeah. make him the pinnacle of human evolution. It doesn't make him not the pinnacle of human evolution. Yeah. But it doesn't do... Oh, it bu- it just bugs film, me. The end of it was literally like, we want a whole alien species of aliens with Asperger's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, That's yeah. the final step, which is fine. I really but want a very unusual step to I take. Really want <laughs> that a predator sequel where the entire predator race <laughs> has autism spectrum disorder, <laughs> because that would be fucking incredible. I can't Man, that feel would like be so fucking. That funny. would get us and Hollywood in hot water. Oh, it- it's just like they shouldn't even broach these topics if they're not getting <laughs> expert. Oh, anyway. It was very strange. Anyway, it was really bizarre. It's like, what? You really think that their best choice is to have autism? Like, all of the (laughs) aliens just having autism? But it was literally like, that guy's the best sniper in the world. That guy's the mostly guy you've ever seen. That guy's really smart. That guy's really good with explosives. That kid has autism. And the alien's like, I want that one. Yeah, that one for his pattern recognition and technological (laughs) interpretation. Like, that one for his coding skills, okay? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, So, overall, no meaning to, like, Mm. shit on any particular anything, but it was a weird choice for them to make to try and push the positivity of that without really, really engaging with it very uh, yeah. well. I don't really know. Yeah, because it seemed like a film that was largely based in ignorance. Like, it, it, it had just shown half an hour of, like, not how two rats works. And then they're like, but really, this film is a lot But autism is really illness. great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it was very fucking strange. I don't know why this Another film thing- deserves the pass that I'm giving it, but I really, really liked it. Yeah, I had it so was much fun watch. watching it. It, it was, was really so dumb. So another interesting thing that I was going to... So listener Zach brought up this yeah, interesting little... This is... This interesting little tip. Let's, let's just say an hour into this episode, this is actually one of uh, Zach's suggestions. Yeah. He wanted us to have a go at this old one of the steel one and just talk about how they've these films have had a bit of a patchy history and have sort of variously yeah. been reviewed either very well or very poorly. One of Oscar's, Oscar's cats has just walked into the room and <laughs> saying hi to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
comment from Vespa. Um, so Zach was talking about how it was interesting that um, if you were watching a movie from, like, say, the 80s or the 90s, <laughs> and they had a billionaire reflected as a character, that billionaire would be up in the top of a, an organizational building. He'd be wearing a suit. He would look like a million fucking dollars. Mm. Whereas in this one, what they've done is they've actually gone with kind of the um or the the, the he was interested in how the image of a billionaire has changed according to yeah. um uh Mark Zuckerberg and <laughs> Elon Musk and and whatever because the billionaire in this movie who's clearly it's, it's not this actually weird reference mint but guy the the mint dude is the <laughs> is the dude that wears like he just wears a t shirt kind of with a jacket over yeah. the top but he wears jeans and Converse's. And um, and yeah, so he he's was, a really stylish motherfucker. Yeah, well, he was interested <laughs> to see how they had changed that reflection of the 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 kind of corporate leader yeah. as opposed to in the old style of action movies where it really would have been that kind of like guy in a suit, like Norman Osborn kind of guy at the yeah, top. Yeah, exactly, the, exactly. That's a good that's a good um, kind comparison. Of yeah. yeah. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I'm a broadcasting professional. My only thoughts are. Fuck you with that turn of surprise. Of course I can come up with a, a hot take <laughs> comparison right on the spot. From 2002 Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, no, I think That's where all my hot takes come from. <laughs> I think it's definitely an Fuck, interesting... Fuck, I gotta watch that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Maguire is the best Spider-Man. Anyone that disagrees with that can absolutely get fucked. Oh, you're an idiot. No, the Tom Holland Spider-Man was... No, better. Tom Holland's a little dickhead. No, see, here's why the Tom Holland movie was better, right? Because the Tom Holland... No, no, Hol- no, no, no. Fuck the movie. I don't care about the movie. Toby Maguire is the best Spider-Man. Oh no, he looked like thirty. What? what? Ugh. The whole what? point of Spider-Man is that he's supposed to be struggling with his like dumb teenage problems okay. and be a superhero for the whole city. So like literally in that. I think Spider-Man... you got to look up what Toby Maguire looks like in two thousand and two. No, he, he's like Tom Holland looks like he's about seventeen or something in the yeah, fo- well. in the movie. Like the whole point is like he's trying to save the whole city, but at the same time he wants to go to prom with this chick. Even and if it's you're like, right, at least the problems. At least Toby so... Maguire can actually yeah. act. <laughs> well, the pro- I think he's good. So the the problems are so juxtaposed that like. I don't know. It's it's like the sort of problem you can only relate to if you're if you sort of remember that sort of party or teenage years where you're like, well, obviously you want to save the thousands of people in the city, but I can also see how going to, going to really want with a hot chick, chick is re- is the most important thing in the world. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why the Spider-Man Homecoming that capturing that kind of element of the character I think was really interesting. Ah, fuck Tom Holland. <laughs> that's my bottom line, and I'm going to stick to it. Yeah, well, maybe that's why he's so popular. Like Andrew, guy. okay, can we at least Andrew agree that Andrew Garfield is a douche? Thanks, Ryan. I honestly, honestly, I don't. I, I honestly think that um, what's his name is the worst Spider-Man. Toby Maguire. Yeah. Fuck. You <laughs> really didn't like. Are you serious? I've only seen that movie like once in German when I was ten, but I mean, so far, I'm not. I'm hesitant to say, but maybe that has factored in. I didn't even to speak, your decision. I didn't even speak German when I was ten. <laughs> just just for the record. <laughs> oh but, God. I want you guys. To write angry fan mail, actively addressing Oscar. All three of you can be contributing to our sixth, seventh, yeah, and absolutely. eighth piece of fan mail. Absolutely. Who do you think is the best Spider-Man? And also, <laughs> in the subject bar, why I'm right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, cool. All right. Well, I th- I feel like we didn't 
tie it up at all. All oh, right, okay. Let's do a quick better than worse then. All well, right, I, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh no, no. Have you got more to say? Well, I think I was just going to talk about some of the dumb gags that are in the movies. Right. Okay. Because there's lots of dumb gags. Like there's like a, a, a scene where the main dude in the new Predator is like, "Get to the choppers." Yeah. And the next and scene is them riding away on chopper motorcycles, motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. A lot of they're dumb, absolutely having a go at themselves. Yeah, like the whole movie. Dumb tongue in, tongue in cheek stuff where like he's this sniper sitting on the top of this ridge and he has the craziest fall and rolls for like a minute and a half and when he stands up he's still holding his sniper rifle yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia Munn on the way in Olivia Munn is in this movie and she's like kind of one of the protagonists like sciencey lady who's brought in as a consultant for these aliens because she's like an expert in like yeah. biology or genetics or something um, she has to go through yeah, the fuck. they do that they definitely they definitely do that like scientist yeah, thing, yeah. yeah from these kind of movies and it's exactly what you think yeah it's, it's a like, lot of like taking her glasses off and like <laughs> yeah, swishing like, her hair back well I looked at the cell pattern <laughs> and the cells aren't acting like normal human cells they're blah 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 blah, blah. they're alien cells yeah. and, and she says some ridiculous scientific <laughs> shit which if you've ever studied any chemistry yeah, yeah. means absolutely nothing I the, Dumbest eye rolly 80s sequence. 20 seconds later, yeah. she's picked up a fucking rifle and yeah. is expertly marksmaning yeah. this fucking alien. <laughs> well, so, th- the reason I brought it up, the dumbest 80s eye rolly, this really feels like it was made 30 years ago, which is why I feel like I'm giving it a pass, even though it's definitely like a lot of the stuff in this movie is like, oh, it's pretty fucked. Um, <laughs> she has to go into the de- decontamination isolation chamber and it's like, take off all your clothes. And Olivia Munn's like, okay. And yeah. <laughs> takes off all her clothes. And there's like a 20 second sequence of Olivia Munn just like naked naked on screen and then is she actually naked but I don't think you oh, actually it's like, it's like shoulders up yeah because like, I feel like the it's, it's having a go naked. at that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then she goes but into it's the... not the point is it's not exploitative on yeah. screen yeah yeah, no, it's, yeah. But the, so the bit that's weird is that then, so she goes into the bit and the alien's strapped to the bench and then the alien breaks free and starts fucking up this like science lab yeah. and she has to run out and she has to run through the de- decontamination chamber and she runs in and the door's locked and it's like take off all your clothes and outside the <laughs> And yeah. she's like, okay. And like takes off all her clothes again. Yeah, so she's the like frustrated of- that it's taken off her time. Yeah, so within the space of five minutes, Olivia Munn gets naked twice. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is a bit strange. Yeah, there's, it's not like they then utilize that as an excuse to have Olivia Munn's button no. on screen or anything. And then they it's also like weird, do the original- It's a weird gag that I don't think They do the original the thing movie. that- it, So the, the in, in the original Predator, there's this female character called yeah. Anna, who's part of the South American village that they kind of raid. Yeah. Um, or she's part of the gorilla squad, I think. And yeah. like the predator passes her by because it doesn't see her as a threat. And in this one, it does the same thing, but then actually she <laughs> is a threat. And like, yeah, it's it's yeah. so I I feel like part of that is having a go. Part of it is being like, oh yeah, we'll we'll like have a go at the kind of sexploitative um, thing that a lot of eighties action movies do because there wasn't really any of that in this movie. So. Yeah. And also she's it's like yeah she's the she's the scientist character that like. Is is very an expert on literally anything scientific. She doesn't yeah. have a field specified. She's like a cell biologist that also knows about she's like, like a science expert, fucking particle physics. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. she's also like a an absolute crack shot. She's a yeah. she's indestructible, and it's yeah. just dumb. So all these weird parts of the movie come together where you, you don't have Olivia Munn's character then like teaming up with this sort of crack shot of Looney Bin. Military people, which is what Quinn, I was getting I to. Sorry, the, yeah, the Looney Bin military people. It's like, what the fuck are these dudes even involved? Like, there oh, are yeah. professional parts of the the, the U.S. military and yeah. Air Force that have been tasked with taking down this alien, and these Looney Bin military dudes break off their bus to be like, "Are we gonna do this?" And you're like. 
do what? And then they meet yeah. with Olivia Olivia Munn, and they're like, are you in? And she's like, I'm in. Like, in what? The army is literally taking care of this, and they are competing with the army to go after the alien as well. Yeah. As if, like, no, you guys have been literally taken off the force because you guys are fucking crazy. Yeah. The army is taking care of it. What makes you more qualified? That's the one problem I had where I couldn't <laughs> give it a pass. All the dumb dated jokes that are sort of somehow some sort of weird hammy tribute, I loved. Yeah. But this was one bit where I thought, like, oh, no, and they also. Ar- Arnie and Arnie's squad from the 80s was totally believable as, like, these jacked up, muscly dudes, like, the most dangerous men on the planet. Well, they, where you they could watch sort of it and believe no it. choice, right? You, you, but you understand why they're there. Like, there's yeah. literally at the start with like you guys are the best we need you and you see them and you're like fuck these guys are the best yeah. like they must be the best with those fucking <laughs> biceps yeah you see these loony bin dudes and I think maybe it sets the tone maybe the fact that these six dudes are fucking crazy and they're weird caricatures of like a jokey guy and a Tourette's guy and a socially awkward guy I mean it's like it's setting the tone for like this movie's gonna be different and jokey but it still just begs the question as to like why are these guys even involved they seem like the least qualified yeah. why are they like it's up to us and it's like it's literally not you guys have been taken on the field it's up to all the well, professional uh, military guys you're gunning down yeah but they're also it's like everyone's on the same I feel it like it's really weird so I just, two, two things two reasons why I don't, maybe this could <laughs> be a reason for it I'm not sure that I agree entirely but I'm just mm. gonna say it anyway um, Classic is like a the guys from the first movie aren't necessarily the most mentally stable exemplars of like military kind of coolness. But again, I think that's a, I think one that's, of them I like literally done... cuts an X on their fucking chest because they're being hunted by these people with a machete. Like one of them cuts themselves open with a machete. I thought I thought that I thought that was a cool scene because he was, was going to use cool. himself as bait. And also maybe it's he like, was using uh, himself as bait. It so could be a Native American thing. Maybe, no, I felt like it was ritual. Anyway, whatever. But it's it's also Let's not going like, into detail on this Native American blood ritual. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the other thing was that I felt like um, the. And uh, the other thing I can't remember, we just cut for like five minutes to try and give me space and time to actually think about what it was, and I couldn't bring it. But I, I think it was something to do with like. We listened to that shit for like five minutes. Like, a, like ages, and uh, Oscar was not like, expecting me to. Like to, we had just <laughs> lost the cure for cancer. Yeah, Oscar wasn't expecting me to give a look behind the curtain there, but. Yeah, no. Um, I think I was going to say something along the lines of like that the original guys in the group all had their individual super weird quirks, and maybe in their own way kind of were also the weird crazy dudes but yeah. that this new one is just a little less like hyper masculine about that and and they're still the weird crazy guys where like you, you know in the original one like one of them's always chewing tobacco one of them always cuts their face with a fucking razor because they're shaving so hard another yeah. one of them always shaves and then they like cut their face because they're pressing so hard into it yeah. or whatever um, it's really weird that all, the, but none of the characters in the original one have that many like so specifically like defined quirks. Yeah, but like, there's literally yeah. in the new one, one guy like shaves sweat off his face with a with a. I feel like he's shaving razor. compulsively. It's really weird. Yeah, it, it it but it did stick with me to the point where I haven't watched the movie yeah. since I originally watched it and remember that bit where yeah. he like cuts his own cheek with a safety razor. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I like I don't know. I think the 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 new crew is a definite thematic response to the old 
crew. Yeah, and it, it's definitely sort of play, making fun of, and it makes me wonder maybe whether Shane Shane Black didn't really like the original or was sort of in, like making fun of it intentionally. You know, like, I think he obviously did it's like, intentional. I think he did like the original, yeah, but I think I mean, he also was making fun. Obviously, of it it's intentional, but they're like, yeah. oh, you're, you want to get back to write one now, do you? You're trying to make me write one. Well, yeah, uh, I don't know where this came from. Did this that. like? I wonder if they. If this was a studio initiative that they brought Shane Black on yeah. for, or if this was Shane Black yeah. trying to pitch. because I don't know if you've seen Shane Black's movies, but he's actually really great. Like he did the Nice Guys, that was that Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe movie. Right. He punches the window and uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling he punches, like, punches the window to break it to be cool, and immediately out. goes ah, yeah, he cuts his artery <sighs> in his wrist. Yeah, really funny. He did the Iron yeah. Man three, which is really good. I thought, um, and yeah, yeah, okay. He wrote and I think he wrote. That's Lethal where I've heard he's, his name before. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been around for. Yeah, he script wrote on like original eighties movies. Yeah, yeah, and he's done some really respected stuff. And so yeah. that come out with this where it's like so like if you take it at face value, it's so trashy and cheesy. I think you can't help but sort of at least me, I'm enjoying it in a sort of kind of like ironic kind of way. Yeah. Where definitely. like I definitely I feel like we're sort of laughing with Shane Black at these old eighties movies in the same way as you watch these old eighties movies and you can laugh at them now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it was a really good response. Like I, I would, I would, th- I, I, I described it to someone else as like uh, a love letter slash satire for yeah. those kind of old eighties, old eighties action movies. So, yeah. Um, Bottom line, I think it's, I think it's pretty great. I think, I think, I genuinely, really, really liked it. It was yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. well, some of the most fun I've had in the movies in the while. It was so, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid, <laughs> but it's good in the same way that like. Like you're laughing at the movie, but you know that they're la- that you know that they've done that to get you to laugh. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. It's kind of hard to describe like what kind of attitude. I'd be interested to go and watch like any interviews or interview <laughs> any interviews or like um, analysis of this film to see what Shane Black's intention was. But I'd like I I would hate it if that he was to be like yeah I was just trying to make a serious action. Oh movie. god! <laughs> Some of the lines because uh, you know when you first start watching it, it's you're in doubt. Yeah, because it's like, well, yeah, but are they really yeah, that aware? Like, and then, like, this is the stupidest movie. More, ever? more, and more, <laughs> the characters are just like, I know that sounds dumb, but we're gonna do it anyway. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, they wouldn't have made him say that on the script yeah. in a scene that costs like twenty four thousand yeah. dollars to shoot. Yeah, unless they really meant that that's what they were doing. <laughs> My so. favorite gag in the whole film, and people past this point have already don't care seven about spoilers. Arm thumbs up. Other than the, other than the seven arm thumbs so up, so fucking so funny. That was the moment where I was like. This movie rocks, dude. <laughs> yeah. This movie is fucking great. Yeah. Like, Other than that, was um when they're going into like the secret government lab, and they go to like the front desk, which and had then, a like, lot of um the- uh, a lot of Independence Day one secret government lab kind vibes of vibes. To it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so she goes through the main door and then like goes into the reception thing, and then like the whole floor starts dropping. Oh and, yeah, and, and the ceiling and, and this, the reception <laughs> yeah, is like, "Whoa, right. is this haunted room really stretching, or is and, it just me?" Yeah, and then the security guard's like, "Really, Marvin? Every time? Every fucking time?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Which it's I like, really like it's dumb to the point where it's really <laughs> endearing. Yeah. Um, if I could think of a better than worse than, oh, I and thought also yeah? then, uh, also also then, here's also my then. here's my better than worse than also then. <laughs> Um, also, like the violence in this movie is pretty fucking hardcore. Mm. So I watched there's a lot uh, of intense shit. Like there's like a couple of the soldiers have a suicide pact with legs. each other. Oh like- no, no, but like even like uh, there's a this definitely. I don't know what this was rated, but I can't imagine it was less than R. Yeah, um, because like there's a shot of a corpse with intestines hanging out of it. There's like real gore. I think it's back in the eighties when these um, movies are like fucking G. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the original Predator was like M15, <laughs> and Termina- Terminator One has a full boob sex scene. 
fifteen in it. Oh, by the way. and it is M fifteen. It's M fifteen plus. Terminator, the original Terminator is M15+, plus, which is crazy for a film where you see tits and it has a sex People thing. didn't give a fuck back in the day. That's I had insane, to watch, I had dude. to watch all these like German like movies back in high school, and a lot of the movies that my teacher picked were like made in the like, 80s or 90s. Yeah. And there'd be ones where they had like, like the main character tries to commit suicide, and there's like a sex scene, and there's all this assault, and all this violence. So it's and, PG. Like, and it's like PG. <laughs> yeah. God, crazy. Anyway, so this one, um, yeah, the, the, yeah, it, um, ah. Uh, I don't remember where it was going. Oh, no. Not, oh, a good no. epi- not a good episode. We're fading fast beef listeners. Twice. Is it time to hit it with a, a better than worse then? We'll go into the news. No, we did, but oh, so okay, vi- violence. I remember watching. So okay, to to get back into it, I watched uh, Underworld Awakening, and I remember getting the same uh, <laughs> feeling where like a person gets literally like cut fully in half, and you see like but all of their halves like spill all out everywhere. All three of them. Both halves. <laughs> All of the guts in both halves spill out like everywhere, and I was like, "Fuck! This is the most violent movie I've ever yeah. seen." Underworld Awakening, still the most violent movie I've ever seen. I think I missed all the Underworld movies. That's like a whole series of movies. You know what? Those were actually good shit. And I've yeah. watched, I watched the original three Underworlds probably five or six oh times my God. each. They're barely I on really my radar. I really like those movies. And Kate Beckinsale's fucking hot. Is that her? Oh, that was just unrelated. <laughs> I barely. I, I watched the movies five Knightley times. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I um, barely watched those movies, and the butter chicken down at the local civic. <laughs> oh. oh God! If you got a better um, than West End, I on. I can't think of a. I can't think of a worse. I end. enjoyed this more than I think I enjoyed the last. No, I was going to say Mission Impossible. I enjoyed the 2018 Predator more than I enjoyed the original Predator. Sure. Absolutely. I think it's sure. I think it's a better movie because I think in a modern context, this one's kind of self-aware and the old one's not really. Yeah, it harks back to the comment last week of like the original one was made in response to kind of life, but yeah. the other one was made. This one was made in response to its original. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of self-aware, it and so it has all the benefits of like laughing at, but it's kind of it. It can milk that because it knows that's what you're doing. Um. In terms of like a like a like a worse than I think if you want like a real serious action movie I think recently like some of the newer James Bond movies or some of the newer Mission Impossible movies are easily better action yeah, movies yeah I think so too it depends on if you, you want a real like a fun action movie yeah and I'm trying to think of a movie that's as self-aware like maybe Hot Fuzz or something like that yeah you know, okay where yeah. it's like an action movie that's really in fact yeah fuck that this was not as good as Hot Fuzz. If you want an action movie that's having a go at action movies, go yeah. watch Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead or one of those like yeah. um, uh, Simon Pegnick Frost trilogy. I, I, I feel like our new Better Than Worse Than segment is going to inherently devalue every single movie that we go and <laughs> that we review. I think it's a good. I think it's a good relativization point. Let us know yeah. what you think. That was that. Um, we're we're going to try and do that. If you're enjoying this Better Than Worse Than thing, yeah. Because um, yeah, I, think I, we're very I, I enjoyed this I enjoyed once. Hot Fuzz vastly more. Yeah. So we're going to say Predator 2018. Better than the original Predator. Worse than... Also better than Birth of a Nation, following on from the <laughs> scale that we're using last Predator week. Predator 2018, thank you. Thank you for reminding me. It wouldn't yeah. want to be caught out there. Better than Birth of a Nation. And the original Better Predator. than the original Predator. Yep. Those are sort of on So e- our equal... segment is actually better than, better than, worse than. Yeah, yeah. So, so those but are the on... First better the original than is Predator worse, and Birth, birth of a nation, nation are, of course, on equal footing. Yeah. And then <laughs> the new oh, Predator... Did, no, no. The new Predator, better than both of those to an equal degree. All three of those. All three of... Yeah, and then Hot Fuzz is on top. I think so. Hot Fuzz has got to be one That's of my That's where I like my Hot Fuzz is. Hot Fuzz is right on amazing. Top. We should do a Cornetto's trilogy. Edgar Wright, episode. in that, he was just, he's created a fucking masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. 
This is feeling more like an off-air conversation. Um, I really like Edgar Wright. We'll horn yeah. in on Edgar Wright after the episode's over. Should so, we hit it with a bit of getting news? Getting into some news. You ready? I am ready. That's getting fucking more involved every time. Beef station. Beef bulletin. A female James Bond never confirms executive producer. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Barbara Broccoli dismisses the possibility of a gender His switch. His name's for James. Double- <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. What's Why would he- You ever met a woman named James? Jane Bond? <laughs> Jane Bond? <laughs> Said shit. <laughs> Oh hell. my god! Who would go out and be like Absolutely a female Doctor not. Who? You ever met a woman whose first name is Doctor? Ridiculous! Ridiculous! Bond is male. She said he's a male character. He was written as a male. She I think said. he'll probably always stay as a male. Uh, Barbara Broccoli is the executive oh, producer. Broccoli. Yeah, you know that. Barbara like Al- Albert, the, 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 the guy who's like the executive producer of all the original Bond movies is like Albert R. Broccoli. Nice. Yeah, dude's name is fucking Broccoli. He could have picked anything and his name's Broccoli. Yeah, you're right. You do get to pick your last name. Broccoli, 58, is the daughter of Albert Cubby Broccoli. Like, you know what? My last name's not ridiculous enough. Got to give myself a crazy (laughs) fucking middle name. Um, Okay, so. So this isn't... We're not going to see any female James Bonds for any time. I mean... No, I, didn't. I was going to say, like, I mean, to be honest, the, the, the hammy disrespect of women is part of the charm of the franchise. No. I, I think you're know. really getting at something there. We talked <laughs> We talked a few episodes ago about how, like, <clears throat> I think that if if you want to make have a more character. great roles for women, make a, make a new character. character. Yeah, There's no need to be like, I'm, James, I'm totally 100% James that Bond's now. a woman now. That yeah. feels like cheapening it a bit. Unless the like, female you get this now. We've talked about it before. Like, unless the general female consensus is that they really want James Bond to be represented as a woman, in which case, let's do that. If not, yeah. great, let's make a new character. One thing I am genuinely excited for is where the new Doctor Who stuff goes with... Um, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker as the main... She's fucking great. Have she's you, cool. Have you watched uh, Broadchurch? I haven't, but how is she great? She's that. she's fucking fantastic. David, she is genuinely one of the best actors I've ever seen. Yeah, we'll as see. is the other person from Broadchurch, who's all the other female. I can't remember her name, but she does like uh, IT grad and shit. Yeah, uh, uh, Catherine Parkinson. Yes, yeah. sure. Yeah, um, that, that, that's that's the only woman in the IT crowd, mate. I'm right. No, um, so I'm not talking about her. Are you serious? She's not in the IT crowd. <laughs> totally misled you. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Um, no, but I, 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 saw, I, I saw the headline for some article I didn't read that was talking about how like Jodie Whittaker might redefine how women are portrayed in sci-fi. Um, right. Uh, sci-fi sort of media. And I think it's interesting because the Doctor is often like the guy who has all the answers and this badass kind of super intelligent kind of dude. And Olivia for better, Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Olivia yeah. Coleman. She's for, great. You don't get many women that have that kind of character in sci-fi films it's often the dude yeah and the doctor has been there's been, there's been fucking 11 or 12 yeah, of doctor, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah um so I'm, I'm really excited and i've kind of dropped off the horse after matt smith and david yeah, I, I, it might even motivate me to go back and watch i it. gave up after tenor but I, yeah. yeah maybe if they get better writers because my problem is absolutely Stephen not with the, fucking moffat fuck you Stephen moffat <laughs> and i hope you hear this shitty australian unrelated podcast yeah get Absolutely fucked. Yeah. I'm with Harris Bomber guy. Yeah. Javier Bardem is going to play Pablo Escobar without glamour oh, in a new movie fuck. called Loving Pablo. Colombians yes. have asked Bardem... Colombians. Colombians have asked Bardem to not play Escobar with glamour or coolness. Quote, they don't want their kids to repeat their story. 
Javier Bardem says, okay. which is going to be interesting. That's interesting. You should watch Narcos because I don't. You haven't watched it. Fucking right? hell! This episode brought to you by Narcos. No, because uh, Narcos is all about uh, Pablo Nachos, Escobar. Nachos, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Um, Because what Narcos does best, I think, is really humanize Pablo Escobar and make you understand kind of why he became what he was. And I think that's what they don't want. Right. So it's interesting that Colombians are asking for that because the perspective in Narcos that's given is that Colombians kind of love Pablo Escobar. Right. I feel like they're like, ah, no, he started Um, an international (laughs) drug trade and now everyone thinks we're on coke all the time. Um, so he's going to be yeah, playing the, the role of. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to be playing the role of Pablo, Pablo Escobar, and Cor- Penelope Cruz is going to be playing his wife. Right. Okay. In this new film, I don't quite wow. have information here on when. Well, it's look, coming out. Javier Bardem has never done a bad thing. So we've got a long history of calling Javier Bardem that evil dude from that James Bond movie. This is, I think, literally the first episode in Beef Session <laughs> history where we remembered his fucking name. Go, go we've watch. We talked about him a lot. Yeah. Because he's in No Country for Old Men, I think. Yeah. And he's he is. also in that yes. James Bond movie. Yep. Jesus Christ, Javier and Bardem. He's also in we B- know. B- beautiful. B i u t u f u. B i u t f beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Mexican film. Go watch it because he's better in that than he is in any of the other shit we Beautiful. talked about. Beautiful. Beautiful. Be- Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, let's stop. That's that. the one where that, <laughs> that's the one where um dead people are hanging over his over his like over him. Yeah, the ghost one. The one ghosts. that um yeah. old mate was directing that's doing the new James Bond Cor- movie. No, Cory Fukunaga or whatever. No, that wasn't beautiful, was Can it? Have a Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I'm 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 honestly like the more film news I'm involved in, um, the more I'm getting confused with like a heap of uh, <laughs> yeah, a heap of fucking different bits of news. So yeah, all oh, right. What's the next one? one? Is the last one I got. Here's a groaner for you. Margot Robbie in talks to star in the new Barbie movie. Jesus Barbie has found a new studio lot for her Malibu Dream House a movie about the popular doll has been in development for years at Stoney Margot Robbie is now in talks to star as Barbie Jesus okay great excellent well that's the thing that anyone needed Uh, Beautiful by the way was directed by Inarito uh, Alejandro Inarito. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, cool, great. Different, different, different guy. That's all the beat bullet, and I've got boy. What you got? Cool. Okay. Um, I've got a related bit of Margot Robbie news. So, uh, oh baby, Margot Robbie and <laughs> and Saoirse Ronan um are starring in uh <clears throat> a new Elizabethan movie where just, just just cough as much as you want, mate. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Uh, Margot Robbie is playing Elizabeth the first. Saoirse Ronan is playing her cousin Mary Stewart. So. I guess right. I probably won't watch that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cool. Great. Thanks for thanks. You're welcome. So but you there was good, a good you got segue. The good news there. Okay. So, uh, machine gun style, just like when they're cutting down that scene in uh, Predator with um, <laughs> scene. with live cable. Um, John Favreau is directing a series based in the Star Wars universe. I saw this, The Mandalorian. The it's, Mandalorian. it's not about Boba or Jango Fett, I think. It's about a different guy. Yeah. Why the fuck, if you have John Favreau and like one so of the most... after Jango and Boba. One of the most beloved niche Star Wars characters of all time <laughs> that we know nothing about, right? Right? That would be perfect for a series. They're like, everyone loves Boba Fett. Everyone knows nothing about Boba Fett. Let's do a TV series about... Another character that isn't Boba. That's not that. That looks that looks similar. Yeah, they all look the same. So fucking hell. So the the Mandalorian. Like I don't know. why? 
It Stay would be tuned. so easy to do it as Boba Fett because we don't know anything about Boba Fett. It's a perfect character that people are intrigued by that we know nothing about. Mm. Is it literally just people, they don't want to fuck up Boba Fett? They don't trust themselves anymore? Yeah, maybe. First Star Wars TV series. Do not brush over that. I'm excited for that. It's a Star Wars TV series, long form Star Wars Building on from that, Taika Waititi... Uh, it's um, going to be directing episodes Taika, for it. Yeah, I saw dire- that. directing different That'll episodes. That'll be exciting. So, Bryce Dallas Howard, I didn't realize that she did directing stuff. Yeah. but And, and that's not an uncommon path, right? Is just transitioning through so. an acting role to, to yeah. directing. So cool. Taika great. Waititi. A lot of people say that their favorite Marvel movie is that Thor Ragnarok movie. And I'm going to go, but I'm going to have to go and watch it because I think you've said before that you didn't like it at all. I've heard I thought, a lot of people say they watched it and then have rewatched the it and liked it a lot. I, I think he did the best with what he could, but it was just not a good script. And like his directing is great. His directing yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. What influence he does have on a script is great. Yeah. I think he didn't direct a good. Thor movie, but I think no one would have. Yeah. So yeah, Taika Waititi, great director. Hunt for the Wilder of People, absolutely fucking fantastic. Yeah. Fuck Thor Ragnarok. Go see Hunt for the Wilder of People. Support Australian New Zealand <laughs> film. Um, Clint Eastwood is playing a drug runner. Uh, following on from last week, but what's he doing in his next movie? Uh, he's he's playing a drug runner <laughs> <laughs> in uh, a, a new movie called The Mule. So. Uh, oh. Oh, apparently Bradley Cooper is in that. Fuck me. That new star is Lawrence born. Fishburne as well. Bradley Cooper movie is apparently fucking great, dude. Yeah, we were, he sings we were talking about and this before. plays all the songs in it. Um, Lady Gaga is in it. It's apparently really good. Mm. It's, mm. Oh, man, mm. I'm excited for it. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, that one will be Stay good. Tuned. Next one, uh, Netflix has secured the Chronicles of Narnia rights for yeah. films and TV series. So, a lot of the Netflix exclusive shit that I've never heard of, this is, is like really original bad. Netflix stuff. You're like, oh, I don't really give a fuck about this. What, what is this? It's a lot of like signal to noise type shit. Where, like, also, they did they did a few good things with like, they really wrote on the success of House of Cards. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> and... Um, and a few other things, but like often they're net now. I heard they've cast Michael Jackson in any series, so that'll uh, go well. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Um, but yeah, yeah, Louis C.K. So the the <laughs> the new. Uh, the, I feel like a lot of people are associating their label now with kind of dog shit new stuff. Well, no, I think the problem is that they just produce so much shit. And so, when you log on to Netflix, you see House of Cards and you see Daredevil. I mean, you see a hundred other things you've never heard of. I think they need to... I've watched some real bad stuff. They need to dial it back, produce, like, a lot less... But I think the problem is that I assume it's probably going to be more affordable for them to be making their own content than it is to be licensing all this, like, other content from other studios because you see them like mm. all the time turning off the rights to like sort of deleting like existing movies and TV series from other people from other studios off of Netflix and it's, it's like increasingly the percentage of stuff on Netflix that's all original Netflix programming is like increasing a lot more right I assume because it's more affordable for them to do that so like yeah so these new properties so most recently Narnia I'd be interested to see because we've never really had a full modern interpretation of the Narnia universe it's always been like the line the witch on the wardrobe and like maybe Prince Caspian 20 years ago um, mm. I'd be interested to see if they do it well and the Witcher with Henry Cavill I, I really really hope they do a good yeah job. I, I, I do because too. a lot of the licensed IP I haven't minded like Daredevil was really good I honestly think uh, I watched you know stuff like um, uh, Death Note just wasn't that great. That was terrible. Yeah, like I don't. I, I'm. I, every time I see the Netflix logo on <laughs> something, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, exactly. So apparently, the Mule is uh, Clint Eastwood's next directed film as well. By the way, oh, cool, great. So yeah, that should be interesting. Okay, great. Um, there's a Rambo five 
I have not seen Jesus any with f- with Sylvester Stallone again. Yeah, and uh, apparently he's dressed like so. This is what the article is about. He's he's donned the appearance of a cowboy. Right. So, sure. I I've never seen a Rambo film. I don't. Me neither. I give a just, shit about that. The first Rambo film is so fucking iconic, and the first Rocky film. I think that's a good idea. I think we could do it. I'll probably do Rambo it and Rocky. Yeah, a Stallone special. I sure. think that's. <laughs> I don't I give think... a shit about either of those movies though. But in the same way, like we watch the westerns. Let's and they, watch a movie that's and not they based turn out on to be fantastic. Yeah, oh, it's tough. Slim Pickens, boy. <laughs> no, but like we watched the westerns, and the movie the ugly turned out to be great. Yeah. I think an interesting. I feel like we've just done. So we've done westerns. We've done Predator. Like all of that is like next week's gonna be another weird one. Yeah, no, it's yeah. just macho white dude action <laughs> movies. I'm, I kind of want to get away from it, but yeah, okay, fine. We can't be the macho Getting... white dude action podcast, and then we start talking about movies that have those as well. Exactly, <laughs> and then. Uh, Right, getting on. Hold the- my bicep, boy. <laughs> getting on the exact. You son of a bitch, <laughs> Declan. You son of a bitch. We're 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 doing a high five arm wrestle right now. Um, getting on to the exact opposite of that, Janelle <laughs> Monae, who was in uh, Hidden Figures and Moonlight. She is an absolutely fucking excellent actor. Every time I see her, I think her name is Janelle Monae. I just think of Monet like that, uh, painter. Oh. Um, so Janelle Monae is doing a Harriet Tubman biopic, so that ought to be interesting. Um, Harriet Tubman, Harriet a Tubman? key player in the uh, civil rights civil rights movement. Yeah, okay, cool, yep. great. Yep. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting. You got to kick it and tie us up, boy. Yep. Uh, I've got just a couple more. Uh, v- uh, Venom is doing absolute dog shit at uh, yeah. at the box so office. So Venom's the character that was in Spider Man Three with the famously terrible. Yeah. Um. I. I see. I don't even remember his name. That's how no, bad he was at Spider-Man. Anyway, so Sam it's, Campbell, it's got a thirty-five on Metacritic. It's got a thirty-one on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus. It sounds like that movie is fucking bad. Um. <laughs> so I'm. I'm. I'm excited for these last two headlines. I'm excited for in the order that I'm giving you them. Okay. So I'm semi-excited yep. for the new Mortal Engines, directed by Peter Jackson. Oh shit! Yeah, Peter Jackson is doing. We a saw like a still from that. Did we, did we know that was Peter Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, did yeah. I, I no, he's been on Fuck. a for ages. So that'll a, be good. You should watch it after this. There's a full trailer out now. Model Engines um, is a book I think we studied in primary school or early high school. I don't know school. whether everyone is necessarily very familiar with it, but the idea it's is a book it's by set in like Reeve. yeah, it's set in like an apocalyptic future where like <laughs> what's the post-apocalyptic and apocalyptic? Is apocalyptic like they are currently being bombed? I don't <laughs> know. It's, I think a it's post- post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic, <laughs> where like all the cities have been built on these enormous traveling platforms, and Engines. so like London is like that, this, uh, that they can like, die, they're mortal. Twenty-story big city on wheels, kind of thing. They've literally and so it's yeah, like a they, they, they put society. all of their cities onto engines yeah. that can roll around and move. And then smaller towns are smaller little platforms with little houses and things that the people live on. Yeah. And then the big cities can swallow up the smaller towns. With like literal giant rolling around mechanical jaws. Giant plane. Yeah. Um, that's like sort of, maybe Britain or Europe or North yeah. America or whatever. And so you get like, you know, London chasing down Swindon. That's or the something. opening scene of the first movie. Uh, the first book is um, <laughs> London literally trying to eat a smaller town. Yeah, and I exactly. think it's an American town. Anyway. Yeah. Super, lit- genuinely one of the most interesting ideas I've ever yeah. heard in my and entire really life. It really invites itself for like Absolutely a visual, imagi- visual reimagining. Man, of it. so good. And, yeah. and so like. 
the fact that Peter Jackson of all people has signed on to do this direction, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really, 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 really keen for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm super keen for it. So yeah, we've got a full uh, trailer. I'm gonna watch it afterwards. I didn't get time to before this. <laughs> I skimmed it. It looks like they're at least doing the visual stuff. Interestingly, oh baby, interestingly I'm, uh, is the best way to do visual <laughs> effects in my book. I think like I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I just don't want to get my hopes up because I really like <laughs> this book series. But I yeah. hope it's great. I really, yeah, I really hope it's great. Okay, last bit, last headline, fun bit of news. <laughs> okay, so in line with uh, a couple of late greats of um, Ryan Reynolds' new work. Uh, this year. <laughs> yes. So please. we know that he's playing Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Um, and he's starring in another film yeah. called Free Guy, okay. <laughs> which is about a bank teller who's stuck in this day-to-day routine. And he discovers yeah. that he's actually... <laughs> The NPC <laughs> what, in, like a video game? in an action-adventure video game. <laughs> what? So they discover... <laughs> so Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is playing an NPC <laughs> in, in, a in, in a story that's about him in an action-adventure video game. This whole story is going to be standing in front of this bank teller and then this crazy no, fucking guy just going to with all these one-line quips and yeah. a hat. And he realizes that he's an NPC. And that's so, insane. like, yeah, it's fucking insane. So they've described it as San as Ryan Reynolds as, as jumped the shark? San Andreas meets <laughs> The Truman Show. <laughs> San Andreas. What? GTA so, San Andreas. So, like, if Ryan Reynolds eats too much, he'll get fat and you can fly a plane. Yeah, and, like... hopefully. <laughs> I hope they make a video game of this <laughs> where you just have to play a bank teller that does nothing for 40 hours. Um, anyway, so I, I think he's really leaning... He's absolutely leaning in to yeah. that kind of, like, art is dead... Uh, sarcastic millennial humor. Four years ago, I couldn't give a fuck about Ryan Reynolds. Now I love Ryan no, Reynolds. No, I've always loved him. I really Until have. Until all these crazy fucking projects come out. And at the same brilliant. time, he's Detective Pikachu and he's a fucking NPC in a video game and he's like Deadpool 7. Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm super fucking excited. That's a good that. bit of news to end with. Yeah, yeah. All right. Super excited. Thanks again to all the fan mail we've had coming in. This, uh, we didn't mention at the start of this, but this was a, a fan request from uh, our friend Zach. He wanted us to look at the old Predator and the new Predator yeah. and sort of have a little talk about it. I hope you enjoyed this one, Zach. If you have any episode recommendations for us, you can email us at beefstationpod at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash beefstationpod. Thanks to uh, listeners Gina and Anna and Marin, who have all emailed in with very kind things to say and some little recommendations as well. Marin, we're sorry about your cross-stitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can't help it if our classic gags and japes get in the way of your... Your, uh, your little nano activity there. Yep. Um, <laughs> if I you hope any... they continue to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck you. What are you doing? Your hobbies are your fault. That <laughs> <laughs> podcast is not representative for any impact on them. Did you ever listen to Terms and Conditions, Baron? <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Oscar. Andrew. Have a good week. Yeah.